You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 49ers Cowboys well that one's over the 49ers are moving on to the NFC championship game they won 19 to 12 a fun battle we're going to be here breaking it down with the instant reaction stay tuned What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Instant Reaction Show. I am your host, Rohan Chakravarti, and I appreciate everybody for tuning in. The 49ers defeated the Dallas Cowboys, a fun battle, and now we have a interesting matchup, a NFC Championship with really the best other team in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles, and this went really as I anticipated. The 49ers, Cowboys, I thought that the 49ers would win, and I thought that the Eagles would win, and really, this is the last four teams and the four true contenders in my eyes going into the playoffs, and the 49ers, the Eagles, the Cincinnati Bengals, and then the Kansas City Chiefs played out how I expected, and now we're going to see an interesting battle between really the two most complete teams in football. The Chiefs and the Bengals, all due respect to them, but the 49ers and the Eagles are the two most complete teams in football. Why? They've got top 10 offenses and top 10 defenses in yards allowed in several statistics, and when you look at the complexity of their roster, they've got strong skill position weapons in San Francisco. It's the uh, obviously the Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Cal Juszczyk, and then you've got the secondary options in Juwan Jennings and uh, Ray Ray McLeod. But in Philly, you've got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, a, a speedy guy in Quez Watkins, and then you've also got Dallas Goddard. But in the running game, you've got a plethora of options in 
uh, obviously Miles Sanders. You've got Boston Scott there as well, but they've got Jalen Hurts, a guy who has the ability to run, and really that's a huge part of his arsenal as well. So a complete offensive team defensively. Their defensive lines are both pretty, pretty solid. Their linebacker cores are actually both solid as well. Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner on one side, Kaiser White, TJ Edwards on the other side. Pretty, pretty solid units. And then, obviously, the secondary. The 49ers have Traverius Ward, Talano, Hufanga. Uh, obviously, they're two safeties. And then uh, Jimmy Ward as well. The Eagles have uh, James Bradbury and Darius Slay, two top-level corners, as well as uh, some nice safeties as well in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So they've got a strong team on both sides is what I'm saying. But enough of that. we got to talk about this Dallas Cowboys-49ers game. And... There was really two parts of this game, the first half and the second half. The first half it was a very interesting first half, I've got to say. When you talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers in the first half, it was pretty much a defensive showdown uh, to, to start. The 49ers couldn't get too much going uh, in the first half. That was something that you did see. While the Dallas Cowboys, while they could get stuff going in the first half, they also did start struggle a little bit with the turnovers. Uh, Dak Prescott threw an interception. Uh, obviously, you saw that. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, they were they were really moving. Dak Prescott, though, he threw the interception first to Diamond Lenore. The second one was a bobbled intercept, a tip throw pretty much to uh, Jimmy Ward. And so you, you saw the two interceptions there. The 49ers, though, could not get the ball moving that much. When you talk about their first half, they had three field goals, the third of which came at the end of the half, but they were put in position to score but could not finish it off. Their first drive was a quick three and out, but they also forced the Dallas Cowboys punt. And then on their second drive, they got all the way to the Dallas 38, and they had a couple of shots available. Uh, they first, uh, Brandon Ayuk was open on a second and nine at the Dallas 38, and Brock Purdy underthrew the pass, nearly interception. He, he nearly interception. He just missed it, and that was a near. <coughs> excuse me, that was a touchdown that was taken off the board because Purdy had missed Ayuk, and so seven points off there. And then obviously that uh, that led to an incompletion on third down, uh, short of the sticks to Christian McCaffrey, leading to a fourth and nine at the Dallas thirty-eight. Robbie Gould can't kick a 55-yard field goal. Fourth and nine, tough to convert. You had to punt. And a special teams gaffe allowed the Dallas Cowboys to get the ball at the 20-yard line, which essentially netted the 49ers just 18 yards. Huge interception, though, from Diamond Lenore uh, on a really poor throw, thrown ball from uh, Dak Prescott, but also a poor route from Michael Gallup. I'm pretty sure Gallup shorted the route. Did not run the entirety of the route, which would have been, it seemed like should have been a comeback or a curl. And so Prescott throws the interception, and then the 49ers have a short field. They start at the Dallas 21, and they can only really get a field goal out of it. So you didn't get the touchdown of the first drive when you had the opportunity. And then when you only have 21 yards to go, they can only get a field goal out of it. And they also got to the Dallas 8-yard line. It's not like they were stalled immediately. They got to a and goal situation, but really could not get enough out of it. Uh, a very interesting call. Brock Purdy having a quarterback draw on second and eight. It seemed like that was a botched play. I'm not sure. I hadn't seen the uh, the post game clicks clip about it. If anyone had said anything, but that was a really interesting call. And the 49ers settle for a field goal. The Cowboys go 14 plays, 74 yards, and huge drive to get a touchdown uh, with a bunch of dink and stunk stuff. And then the 49ers came back again and ended up at third and two, 
and an incompletion to Debo Samuel left the 49ers with the fourth and two. I thought the 49ers uh, could have completed that pass, or Purdy could have completed that pass to Samuel on third and two. Instead, uh, just an errant throw. And this was where we really saw a little bit of the nerves hitting Purdy in that he was bailing out of the pocket a lot early. And bailing out of the pocket a lot early for Purdy is all right sometimes, but you also, while the off-schedule stuff can happen, the Dallas Cowboys were fully prepared because Purdy, what does he do? He only rolls to his left. So the Cowboys were prepared because they sent pressure, and after the first read, Purdy would bail too early, and then that led to uh, the rushers really going after Purdy because of the athleticism that the Dallas Cowboys have. And so that led to a third and two uh, situation at the Dallas not, uh, 29 and then Purdy really just missed a throw there. That led to another field goal. So you're talking about three t opportunities where the 49ers were in range to score touchdowns or had the play drawn up to score a touchdown and really came away with three field goals. So the offense was not working necessarily for the 49ers, but to their benefit, it wasn't working for uh, the Dallas Cowboys either. And the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, they had a punt, I believe, they had a punt, an interception, and then a touchdown, and then their second interception. But the 49ers just had six points on Dak's two interceptions today. Not great and not something you want to do uh, and want to have when you beat the Eagles. I want to talk about, to end the first half talk, the last drive. Because the 49ers had the ball with about 1 minute and 15 seconds to go. But Kyle Shanahan had a very interesting way to call the game. With 1.15 left, Kyle Shanahan started the drive with two straight runs and took his time between them. 20 seconds went off before the first, uh, between the first and second run, and then 26 seconds before San Francisco called a timeout. So they wasted 26 seconds of clock for no reason, and then converted the first down, and then after that, they tried to go for it, and it essentially only got a field goal. Now, Kyle Shanahan said after the game, the reason he did this is because he didn't want Dallas to get the ball with 45 seconds left and have two timeouts, but that is really, really poor clock management. To play scared in the playoffs is one thing, especially when you have a defense that has committed two interceptions in the first half and really only allowed one poor drive. It was not a great job by Kyle Shanahan in that situation, just a pure lack of trust in his offense and in Brock Purdy, who hadn't been playing well, but you got to have the trust in your offense in that situation. Really poor situation. Uh, clock management by from Kyle Shanahan and you can't play scared against one of the top four contenders in the or one of the top three contenders in the remaining teams left that's something I do want to see fixed in the second half or sorry in the second uh game that the 49ers play against the Eagles because this is not something that you want to see in general so that was there and because of this situation the 49ers had one timeout and they had 30 seconds left and they burnt that last timeout the play after and so they had 24 seconds to go and essentially they had to get into field goal range for that. They did with a great pass from Brock Purdy to Juwan Jennings uh, ending up at the Dallas 32. And then Purdy uh, had a very intriguing situation on the last play. He held the ball way too long and threw it out of bounds with just one second remaining on the clock. Not a great decision there from Purdy who got an earful from Shanahan after. 49ers get the field goal and most importantly they got the stop going out of the half. So let's transition over to the second half because that's where the 49ers uh, really turned it up a little bit but did face their struggles early on. What happened? Their defense did very good. They got a stop immediately uh, on the first drive that the Cowboys had. They got one first down but after that could not get another first down forced to punt. But Ray Ray McLeod, 
a guy who had been surefire all year after a fumble in the preseason fumbled uh, a, a return. And that was his first fumble of the year of the real year. And so that gave Dallas beautiful field goal, uh, field goal position because they were there at the 21 yard line. 49ers, once again, their defense got a stop and uh, their defense held the Dallas Cowboys uh, to when they got inside the 10 yard line to a field goal. And that tied the game up. 49ers could not get anything again on their next drive. But as funny as it sounds, with you know, with their backs against the wall on the nine-yard line, that's when you saw the 49ers finally turn it up. At the nine-yard line, um, they, that's when that drive came. And really, the turning point of the game came on that drive where the 49ers tied 9-9, nine to nine, stuck at their nine-yard line midway through the third quarter. They needed that spark, and it finally came. On the second play of the drive, George uh, George Kittle and when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Brock Purdy, they really connected in that drive. And before I continue, do want to give a shout out to Mariah Faithfully who joined uh, the chat. Thank you so much for tuning in. But George Kittle, Brock Purdy, that connection was there again. That connection was there all game. Kittle had 95 yards on five catches in this game, the most of any 49ers receiver, trailing just C.D. Lamb in this game. Uh, and that connection was there on this play. Kittle and Purdy both were. Uh, people that you had to trust uh, on this play because Purdy, he rolled to his left on a fake play action, looked for that. uh, It's one of those play action plays where the 49ers have a double crosser, one on the intermediate side, one on the deep side. The Cowboys, though, covered it well. The linebackers covered well on the the intermediate side. And then the deep one, the safeties covered well. So both players, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, running the deep and intermediate crossers were double covered. That meant that Brock Purdy had nowhere to throw to, and as the pressure came, George Kittle on the backside of the play, the play that where you're not really supposed to read the backside, he started bolting forward to the middle of the field. Why? Because when you have this play design, when you have the two crossers, the linebackers in the middle of the field are going to follow the crossers. The safeties in the middle of the field are going to carry the crossers, especially because the Cowboys were playing man coverage. And so on that right side with the crossers, when it's a three stack on the right side with the three receivers that were there with Kittle, with Samuel, and with Ayuk, one of the safeties is lined up on the deep guy, which was in the on this play Ayuk. And then the second safety carries when Ayuk goes to the left. Both safeties were covered on that play. Then the linebackers were also covered because that intermediate route, they carry as the intermediate route goes to the left. And so Kittle had one-on-one coverage, just essentially started running downfield, beat his guy, and he was wide open. He essentially uh, got a 30-yard gain just on that play, 
great job from Purdy to, to have the awareness to see the right side of the field. And that really led to the 49ers being able to get this, uh, get this play and uh, get a first down, a much needed uh, first down. After the game, Purdy and Shanahan both said that this was the play of the game. Purdy said how they needed a spark and that he saw Kittle on the backside as Kittle made the smart play to go find open grass and Purdy hit him. Shanahan praised Purdy and his willingness to let it rip as well as his ability to read the backside when that play wasn't really there for any other read. And it was a great play from Purdy, really. Uh, his Probably his best play of the game that led to a 10-play, 91-yard touchdown drive that lasted six minutes long, ended with a Christian McCaffrey touchdown, and that's how the 49ers got on the board for the first time in this game. Really a huge, huge play for the 49ers, um, and really from there, they never let go. It was 16-9 there. Dallas did get a field goal on the ensuing drive, but the 49ers did end up stopping them, uh, obviously, from getting the touchdown. And then the 49ers won on a huge 13 play, 64 yard set, eight minute drive that killed the clock, left Dallas with three minutes left to score a touchdown. And you know, the rest was history. Something I do want to note that has been a uh, kind of a, a norm with the 49ers in their playoff games thus far. They have gone pass heavy in the first half and run heavy in the second half. Against the Seattle Seahawks, the 49ers passed the ball 19 times in the first half and ran it only 10 times in the in the in the first half. And it was met with middling results. Brock Purdy really didn't execute as well in the first half, and that led to a lot of missed opportunities. And the 49ers went down one point at the half. This game. The 49ers passed 19 times and ran 11 times in the first half, almost identical to the Seahawks game, and it was met with middling results once again. It showed a willingness of Kyle Shanahan to trust his quarterback, who has had up-and-down first halves with the ball in the first half. But in the second half, the 49ers went ultra-physical and ran the football both times. They ran... Uh, they ran the ball 23 times in the Seattle Seahawks game and passed the ball just 11 times in the Seahawks game in the second half. And that's where they spurred River. They went on a 25-0 run in the second half, 23 runs to 11 passes. In this game, the 49ers had a very similar approach as Purdy just threw, I believe, Purdy threw nine passes. No, Purdy threw 10 passes in the second half, and uh, the 49ers ran the football 22 times. So 22-10 to 23, and I believe, what did I say, 23-11? Uh, very similar splits and very similar results. The 49ers ended up having a better second half than the first half in this game and the last game. Obviously a lower scoring game, only 10 points in this half. But the 49ers were able to get it done. And now we've got to look forward because the 49ers, uh, they, they, they finally, you know, they're back in the NFC championship game third time in four years. And I've got to talk about this matchup because this matchup really intrigued me. This game 49ers offense versus the Cowboys defense. How did they fare? The Cowboys were the first team to really stop the 49ers this year, the 49ers, or at least in the Brock Purdy era, the 49ers have been scoring 34.8 points per game since Brock Purdy became the quarterback. That is elite. They have, I believe, been the number one scoring offense since then, and they have done a phenomenal job offensively. That's a reason why many people, myself included, have consistently praised their offense because their offense has been really one of the primary reasons that they've won. They haven't scored less than 20 points since the New Orleans game this year. And apart from that, they hadn't scored less than 20 points 
since, uh, I think since week seven against Kansas City. So they have scored over 20 points in a lot of these games. In fact, they've scored 30 points in, uh, I believe, apart from the Seattle game. So Miami, Tampa Bay, Washington, Vegas, Arizona, and Seattle. In six of their last seven games, they have scored over 30 points. So for the Dallas Cowboys to hold the 49ers to just 19 points, as well as just, I believe the Dallas Cowboys held the 49ers to only 312 yards in this game. That's phenomenal by the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers haven't been held to that many, or I think they they had a similar amount in the Arizona game, but only 312 yards. But apart from that, they hadn't been held to that low, uh, really. I think all year. That that that's that's crazy. Now that now that you talk about it, and so the 49ers, their offense was really limited in this game. You've got to admit it. And it starts at the quarterback position. And I'm not saying anything necessarily negative about Brock Purdy. I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm harping on him, especially after a win. But Purdy needs to improve his play if the 49ers are going to make the Super Bowl run. He has shown that he can be capable of being the quarterback for the 49ers when they win the Super Bowl with the way that they've been scoring before. But in this game, Purdy did miss a couple of reads, and he also bailed the pocket a lot. Now, he was also subject to poor offensive line play for a portion of this game, which, again, forced that pocket to collapse before the routes could develop. But Purdy also has to give his receivers a chance stay in the pocket a little more instead of rolling to the left because that has become a predictable move of his and defenses are starting to adapt and adjust to it. Kyle Shanahan also has to figure out why, or not why, but what he can do to improve this offense for the Eagles game. He put a couple of plays out there that he put a couple of plays out there this game that uh, were available for Purdy, but he's got to do more of that. The screen game did not work. The Dallas Cowboys were prepared every time for the screen. And so the 49ers do have to do a better job if they want to involve the screen game uh, in in figuring out ways to utilize that differently in this game. And so I think that the 49ers uh, want to – I think the 49ers sh- should have a tougher matchup against the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles because of how good the Eagles defense is. But I do think that this one's going to be a very, very level-headed game and that the 49ers and the Eagles are uh, both teams that really – do well against almost every aspect in general. When you talk about the defenses, the 49ers and the Eagles, they're number one and number two in yards allowed. And it was literally by one yard per game. That's how good both the uh, both defenses were. And then when you talk about the offenses, both teams are amongst the best in scoring, amongst the best in yards. And so they, they, they both have the ability. But the reason that the Eagles are a lot, a huge, huge complete team they can run the ball very well. That's not something that a lot of 49er opponents can say. Not many teams have run the ball very well against the 49ers, but the Eagles, they have a propensity to do so, and they have done it to uh, to to a huge extent, really, in this entire playoffs. In fact, they ran for 268 yards on the New York Giants. 268 which is why Jalen Hurts hasn't necessarily had to beat teams thus far because they have such a dominant uh, rushing performance. Kenneth Gamewell is a very good number two backup uh, in the running game, and they've got a strong offensive line, arguably maybe even the best offensive line in football with strong tackles in Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson, uh, good inside play with Landon Dickerson and Jason Kelsey, and really good all around. So that's something that I'm very curious to see. But thank you guys. 
I, I just wanted to give an instant reaction, see what you guys were thinking. So I appreciate all the support for those of you guys that watched. 49ers Cowboys, 19 to 12, a fun matchup. We're going to have a fun week of 49ers content out for you. Uh, film review likely out on Tuesday. Uh, next, tomorrow is a little bit of a busier day. So Tuesday, when I while I watch the film tomorrow, I'll get it out Tuesday as I do normally. Grades will be out. So check out 49ers Web Zone uh, for content, the written content that comes out day, uh, daily really almost every day that I put it out and check out the channel. Be sure to subscribe, like, and subscribe. And if you want the uh, audio versions, we're out on Apple podcasts, we're out on Spotify. So check the links in the description so that you could download our podcasts and you can listen in general to not only mine, but also Marco's podcasts. I appreciate all of you guys because you guys really uh, make what uh, make the show possible. Kaimi, thank you for tuning in and we will be back very soon with some more content. 49ers Cowboys, that one's over. We're to on to the NFC Championship game. 49ers Eagles in Philadelphia. Going to be a wild game next weekend. I believe it's going to be on Sunday before we get the two-week break before the Super Bowl. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.